Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Blue Oval Podcast. I am Ben Weiss, and join me, as always, Garrett Zatlin. How's it going, man? Ben, it's maybe the summer, but we are no better in terms of getting this podcast set up. The technical difficulties, me banging my knee uh, while I'm on mute, so you can't hear all of the the very polite words that I was saying during that moment. Uh, I'm missing dinner for this podcast, but frankly, I think I'd rather do this podcast. Um, so uh, it just it may be the off season, it may be our favorite time of the year, but this was a very rough start to the off season for us. I still don't understand why like technology just acts up out of the blue like i don't know why our mic sounds a little different every time like i we're setting it up and as and like for me this is the same place it's been for over a year and yet you never know what you're gonna get no but like you know that that's just nothing in life is worth having unless there's a struggle right like that's that's gonna be the thing that i tell myself at the end of this podcast um but regardless um Speaking of things that are worth having, uh, ratings and reviews, it'd be nice if we had more of those. Uh, we did get plus one on Spotify, so thank you for doing that. Um, keep leaving those Apple, Spotify, we're on YouTube now. Um, handful of exciting things coming, but Ben and I don't really want to waste a whole lot of time on the intro t- today. We want to jump straight into a few things. We both have a few things on our plate for later this evening, but Ben analysis is done championship season is done we got end of season awards out of the way now we get to talk about the offseason all the news and more specifically all the transfers until offseason rankings where do you even want to start today should we start with the big news yes you and go ahead you you can lead lead with it all right it is the new mexico women Following the hiring of uh, Joe Franklin from New Mexico to Louisville for that director role, the New Mexico women, I've been told, I've actually even been shown, um, they're all in the transfer portal. Um, I can report right now that it's Amelia Mazadowney, uh, it's Grayson Larkin, it's Maisie Grice, and it is um, Elise Thorner. Those are the four I can report. There are additional names slash names. I'm not going to say who, how many, how good just for privacy's sake, but there are additional names in there. All of this is on top of Samri Dishon mm-hmm. leaving New Mexico for Colorado already. That was not necessarily tied to Joe Franklin. That was just a personal move that was made before that announcement was made. So, Ben, I tell you the news. I tell the group the news. First thoughts about what's happening there. It's crazy to watch a title contender, dare I say, favorite just crumble Mm -hmm. before our eyes like in June. Like what a time for this to be happening after a great calendar or a great like academic year of 22, 23. They were loaded and set up really well for this uh, coming fall. And then. We hear the Franklin news, you hear the Deshaun news, and then this big wave of women on the market. I, I mean, if you're Colorado or NC State, you're big winners here. It doesn't even really, I mean, Colorado got Deshaun, which is great, but NC State doesn't need to get any of these women to be a big winner. They just took one of their biggest rivals is imploding, and I mean, I wouldn't be stunned to see one or two of these women end up at NC State. But even if they don't, like this is great news for the rest of the NCAA. 
um, who was looking to challenge for a title or podium spot. And that's like, I just can't remember. And, and this is, remember seeing anything like this before and it's probably a product of the transfer portal being a thing and or we might see this again at some point uh but this is the first time we've ever seen a title contender uh not through graduating seniors but just through losing transfers losing coaches completely implode and that's exactly what my thought process was i'm sitting there writing the article that's now on the site and i'm going through this i go and I think this is the exact line that I write in there. And it's um, with such an overwhelming amount of talent set to leave New Mexico this summer, in addition to other unnamed athletes, the current era of collegiate distance dominance from the Loba woman is seemingly nearing its conclusion, or at the very least, it's drawing closer to an extended pause and rebuild. Like, and it's, it's never a sentence that I'd ever expect to write about an NC State, New Mexico, Colorado, Oklahoma State kind of thing, Right. Um, Oklahoma State has more recently come into this fold, but I mean, New Mexico is dominated. And now, like, you're, you're going to lose all these women. And I'm like, are, are they even going to win the Mountain West? Are they even going to finish top two? And like, I, I, I sincerely don't know if all of these women actually do end up leaving. Like, I know there's one who's kind of on the fence right now about leaving to begin with. Um, but like, it's crazy. And I also just want to say while I while I have the mic here, thank you to everyone who uh, contributed to this kind of reporting to this news and our sourcing. It took actually a lot of sourcing on this, like a lot, a lot, a lot. So uh, I appreciate to everyone who was involved in that. Um, but regardless, um, it it's wild. And now it's it's not just one or two names. It's four, five names, six names that are now out there where any team can come pick up these uh, in, these women and say like, hey, let's, let's try to build out here. Let's try to build out here. Um, I know that you know within TSR, we have uh, sprinkled the idea of like Florida and like watching some Instagram follows and seeing where people are going there. And that's all unsubstantiated, but it's speculation. And you think, well, you know, Palmer has had some success with transfers before and he's trying to build something and he's got Parker Volby probably for maybe another year. We'll see what happens. I, yeah, I, I will touch on Florida more in a second, but I think Oregon is a name to look at. I think Cal Poly is a name to look at. Oh. I think there some of these big time head coaches who made moves last year. I think probably Tennessee is also probably a program to look at for some of these women. I mean, some of these women are probably don't have as much eligibility and are, are probably going to want to go somewhere where they're the program's more established. But uh, there are women that have more than one year of eligibility left. And you could see them taking a chance a little bit at a program with a brand new head coach that brings a lot of credibility and is, are looking to kind of kickstart things. And I, I think those three coaches and three programs all fit the bill in a lot of ways. And they this could be kind of the the next person um, to come up or to, to really kickstart the program. Um, but Amelia Mazadowney, I mean, by herself, like... Uh, I'm trying to think of if we've seen anybody quite this good and established on the transfer portal for since we've really been doing this. Gosh, that's um, I, I'm, I'm sure there has. That's the thing. I believe there has, but I'm trying to figure out who that would be. And like as of last year, I'm thinking, OK, is it Bailey Hurtenstein? Is it 
Like, I mean, I, as, I guess Nat, Natalie Cook, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Natalie Cook's close. I, I think in terms of like, obviously she has a lot more eligibility, but in terms of just like, you know, exactly like you are getting a all American across three seasons. Someone who is going to score you points in indoor and outdoor nationals is going uh, like almost. Yeah. I mean, Tanisima is probably the closest, but still mm-hmm. not, not nearly as consistent and as like proven quite frankly over the last year. No, like I'm I'm taking a look right now at last year's list as well. Like I know there was like a Hannah Steelman back in the summer 2021, but yeah. she was still probably not up there uh, quite as much. Like there's, it's not often that you get someone as solid as Amelia Mazadowni, as consistent, as reliable. It's really, really rare. And then, you know, like, you know, Kaylee DeLay was another big name, but she again didn't have that same kind of year long background of that high level dominance in the same way that maybe Mazadowni does. Again, trying to go through in terms of like some of these other women here that I'm just maybe missing, but I, I think you're right. Like if you land Mazadowni, like you're going to guarantee yourself a low stag and probably someone who's going to be contention for a top 10 or at least top 20 spot at the national meet. I mean, you get that. It changes everything about your dynamic. It changes everything about your lineup. Um, you know, you just, you just think about like if one team gets her, it does. It's like if an Oklahoma state gets her, are they now the national title favorites? Um, it's 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 hard to know, but um, like Thorner, like I think we forget she's one of the fastest yeah. steeplechasers of all time in the NCAA. Like I think we forget that um, she's been great. Like she was an All American. I mean, I think Maisie Grice who's a nine forty eight steeplechaser. I think she was primed to be an All American. There are other women on that portal who I I feel like we're you know well really I feel like everyone in New Mexico could probably be an All American. I don't know. That's just kind of how their history <laughs> works. Um, but basically, yeah. I mean, that's that's just kind of how it works. So. Very excited. I don't. Here, here's the new question I was going to uh, pose to you. Louisville. Yeah, I I could see. Like I said, for maybe some of the younger ones, but not not Maza Downey. Like that's not yeah. happening. Um, I I like I said. I think we talked about this last week. I I and I said I thought some of the younger ones might follow, but. I, I just don't maybe like Grace, but like I, I don't see the more established stars like Thorner or Maza Downey following. You mean, do you mean Grice or Grice? Yeah, excuse me. Okay. Um, yeah, I. That was actually I, my next question. Was do you think it could be Grice? And you're like, yeah, maybe. So. Yeah, I, I think I, I think that's that's feasible, but the other women, I, I don't. I, I, again, this is just going to be super fascinating. We, we, we probably are going to talk a little bit about. As we go through this list of transfers, like, oh, who's maybe elevated themselves to podium contenders or to to be on uh, to qualify for nationals or be a title favorite. But frankly, we're just not going to know any of these things for sure until the dust settles on this. Like this is that impactful. There are too many good names on the transfer portal just through New Mexico that could alter the, the overall picture. And we need to like, I'm glad we're not doing our rankings right now because like they would be in complete flux. I'm glad you said that because I'm sitting there thinking like, you know, if we like make, if we were to do this on like a separate page, like we used to, right. Where like we list all the names, what logo would we put for these women? Like would we put the TSR logo, would we put the New Mexico logo? These are just the things that I go through, <laughs> I go through my head um, just in terms of configuration of the site. But 
it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fascinating. And like, I I think you're right in saying like, I don't think these women are going to like slouch schools. You know, I think there's going to be top contenders. And I think the the balance of power in the NCAA has now, as you mentioned, it's gone from New Mexico, and a title contender just like that, probably assuming most of these women leave like we think they will, gone. And that's that's wild. So who's your top contender for Maza Downey? Like, because again, I, I don't think I can overstate how rare and impactful of a like transfer she will be. Like, I she's not going to win you a title probably, but that's like the worst thing that you can say about her. She is so good and so consistent. Yeah, 15-18 for 5K is like, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I... Ever since Mara threw out the like, I think she followed a lot of uh, Florida people <laughs> on Instagram. I can't shake that from my head, but like it's you know it's it's true. Um, and so I, it's just one of those things where I'm I'm not quite sure. I'd say there, I, I feel like Oklahoma State. I feel like that's a team where it's like they lost Cook. They have the scholarship, unless yeah. I'm missing something. They're really one piece away from kind of being back into that, like, could you realistically win the title conversation? So I kind of like Oklahoma State. I think it's a clear-cut answer. And I think NC State, do they know if Tui is leaving yet? Because if they do and they get Maza Downey, I don't know, but they, they did lose Starlipper. They did lose yeah. Nevada Marino. So I maybe they, they do have a scholarship, the scholarship. Yeah, I feel like they probably do. So that would be really fun. If I'm them, I am pulling a full court press to try to get her. Like I, I think that it, I, I, th- I keep coming back to NC State because that's been their like model is to be really aggressive with these transfer, like these athletes in the transfer portal, and I just think this is the one you go all in on. Like, yeah. it, and this, she, I, I don't know if she guarantees you a title, but she instantly makes you the favorite again. Uh, you like regard regardless of Tui. Like I, I just think she presents such a great opportunity for them. So that's who I keep. On, but I mean, we could see Florida, and that leads us to our next little bit of news. Uh, Flamina Ascal. Actually, can I can I interrupt real yes, quick? Go ahead. Can I interrupt. Um, can we actually stay on New Mexico and instead sure. transition from Sam Redishon to Colorado? I do think I want sure. to talk about that just a yeah, little yeah. bit, just because Colorado, it's it's interesting. They've gone from, okay, we're going to bring back Hurtenstein. We're going to bring back Baron, two heavy hitting low sticks, right? Yeah. And now they have, they bring back Covert from, uh, from injury. Hannah Minuti, theoretically from injury. Haven't really heard a lot about her uh, recently. Stolliper, they add. Cook, they add. Now they add an All-American in Deshaun. And where are you on the Colorado can win a national title this fall train? I think they're the most, clearly the most talented team. Um, but are they the favorites? I they have the highest upside. And That's, I, not I I That's not what I'm asking. That's not what I'm asking. I I would say right now, I think they are. But do I, you trust them to stay healthy? No, absolutely not. I but <laughs> I, I I think Deshaun was big because she provides yeah. a level of stability and mm-hmm. also you don't aren't depending on the cook the starlippers quite as much like before you need it absolutely needed them now you probably just need one of them to run really well um, i think you need two of them 
I, I think between Hertenstein, Baran, Covert, and Deshaun, you're good. You just need one of those. Those like you need Cook or Starlipper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think which, you need of that of those new transfers. I think you right. need two of the three. Right. Yeah. I and I guess I'm including Deshaun more as a like a little bit more consistent. Um. But I yeah. I, so I I think that's huge, and I. It's still a roll of the dice with them, though. Um, I, my guess is by the time end of July rolls around, they will not be my title favorite. Uh, but I think right now they are. It's it's an interesting team. Like I don't think I've ever seen a team just be like, we're gonna we're gonna do the riskiest lottery ticket ever. Um, we're gonna just yeah. you know we're gonna hope that this team can stand on its feet because if they all stand on their feet, they're winning the title. Like yes. no doubt, if they're all getting to the line, even at ninety five percent, yes, they're probably winning the title. Um, but I don't trust. Like, there's there's four women who I can point to being like they all had significant injury history, um, and that's a terrifying concern. Like Hertenstein is probably a fifth name who uh, you know had a few things uh, this past spring, where you know again maybe not quite as significant as maybe a few others, but like it's really scary. But if I'm Colorado. I kind of like it. I love the move. Like, I think it's a great idea. They're like, okay, wait, oh, yeah. so we have two low stick standouts, veterans who we know we have one more year with. Like, yeah, they're injury prone. Like, yeah, this is a little iffy, but like, if everything's going to come together this year, this is probably the year to do it. Do it. So. Also, like, this is it, it's a no brainer to pick up Cook or Starlipper. They have so much right. eligibility. Of, they uh, they are injury prone, but they've shown that they have the talent and the ability to keep heat at the highest level at NCAA's. Like, it's a no brainer. Like, I again, like it it presents risk, but I I I just when you have the opportunity, especially in Cook's case, you have three more years of her. Like, you have to you have to take that opportunity. I, I think I don't know if it's necessarily a no-brainer in the same way that that you're saying it. For Cook, maybe it's a little different, but like if if I'm NC State and I'm like the goal is to win a national title next year, who are you taking? You can take Mazda down, or you can take Starler or Cook first, and you have one scholarship. Oh, left. yeah, you would 100 percent take Mazda. Right. So I, I think it's more circumstantial is than I think we realize, or maybe give it credit for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Um, but yeah, I I love the Deshaun move. I thought that was perfect. Yeah. I, if they can get one more like again they they just need Do they to have, have that money I, who knows um but like if they can get one more and it doesn't even have to be someone as like like high of a ceiling but someone just with a lower like with a higher floor like who you can bank on to be like 90th at nationals i think that would be like huge like i i, I just someone that you can like be like all right if worst comes to worst we have a solid fifth scorer who isn't gonna just completely flatten us if everybody else just the wheels fall off you know who that could be Maisie grice a steeplechaser yeah would fit well with colorado um so all right let's move off of new mexico uh we'll be here all day we're already 20 minutes in oh my gosh <laughs> um did you want let's move to flamina asical i interrupted you last time please uh can you take it from here graduate transfer from alabama to florida Going with uh, back to her old head coach, uh, Will Palmer. And now we start to get really interesting, like with this Florida team. You have Volby, you have Asical, like you have two front runners, 
And then if they can get someone like Mazda Downey, then all of a sudden, like, it's a little bit like the Alabama men's kind of like dynamic where you have that great front trio and then you just try to surround them as best you can to fill out that lineup. And I don't, I don't think they're, they would have to do major surgery on this roster to turn them into podium. I I think can like favorites, but they are certainly on their way to being like top 10 top 15 at the very least. Yeah. For anyone who needs a little bit more background on Asikal, uh third place finisher at the uh, mile at the indoor national meet this past winter for 32 mile PR two time all American on the grass 29th in the fall of 2021 14th last fall. So like yep. you're, you're getting a juggernaut name, a like a true, 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 true low stick pair with Volby. I mean, uh, I mean, if, if Tui leaves, is that the best one-two punch in the NCAA now? Um, probably, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's something to watch. I think the, the other aspect of this that is maybe a little overlooked is Allison Wilson, also going from Alabama to Florida. And you're like, well, who's Allison Wilson? Well, actually, youngster, a lot of eligibility, ran 16.05, 5K, unattached. This past spring, I I have been uh, told by someone that they think she's in fifteen forty five shape. Um, I I I'm a let me see it before I believe it kind of guy. Yeah. But if that is true, then they have already a third, or if they bring in someone else, a fourth score to bridge the back of that lineup already. Add something there to maybe add a little bit of an edge that I don't think they had beforehand. And, you know, I was talking to someone and they're like, well, start start doing the math with Asikal too. And they start going through it. They're like, is this a top 20 team in the NCAA right now with Asikal? Are they almost 15th? And I was like, I mean, I mean, you know, started going through some of the math. I was like, I mean, it's not, it's not completely ridiculous to suggest it either. Like no. Angelina Perez might come back like this, this fall, like that's something to monitor. Uh, she was a high school superstar. Um, very interesting team. And and more importantly, I think you add a little help with Volby. I think it maybe, maybe relieves some of the are we worried that she's gonna leave kind of thing. Oh, hundred percent. Like I yeah, I I mean I think that building a strong team around her is a great way to convince her to stay. Not that she needs to be convinced to stay necessarily, but if she starts to get a wandering eye, like for maybe a place where she can compete for more of a team title, surrounding her with better training partners, better opportunity to finish higher up as a team in cross country, I think is a a great way to do that. Um, but yeah, I think like like you're saying, I, I the Alabama men have proven if you have like two or three just stud low sticks, it's really hard to finish outside the top twenty. Like it, as long it, as they perform. Yeah, as long as they perform. And, and I mean, of course, Volby has to make it to the line at like seventy five percent health, and she'll she's gonna do pretty well probably. Um, and then they they again they need to pick up someone else. If they can pick up someone else, then they're really going to put themselves in that top 10 top 15 discussion um but it's interesting like i i'm curious to know how much palmer has 
left to offer um, and what his scholarship or money allotment looks like, because I know this is a traditionally a very much a track sprint field event focused team. But if they like, he doesn't need much more. Like I think if they can get one or two more names, they're right in the thick of things for that top 10. Quick, before we move on, the ceiling right now for Florida, the ceiling if they get Mazadowney. I think ceiling right now is this, this fifth, season for the, the fall 2023. Yeah, it's like 15th is probably the ceiling without Mazadowney. And I think the ceiling with her is like 7th, maybe. That's exactly what I was going to say for like the exact place. Yeah, so. We're Look so that. good. Great minds think alike. We're we're, we're, we're living in an echo chamber here. We're just like, oh yeah, you're <laughs> smart. I'm smart. Yeah, we we think the same thing. And and we're good looking. This is crazy, <laughs> man. Wild. Uh, let's let's move on to uh, to another name. Um, and, and actually stick in the SEC here. Yeah. Toby Gillen going to Ole Miss. Adam Smith continues. To just be a pleasant surprise in his first year with the program. This is now his first offseason. He's about to go into year two with Ole Miss. I can tell you, so Toby Gillen, for anyone uh, needs a little bit of background, breakout runner this past year. Um, yep. Got a few votes for our end-of-season awards. He ran 13.30, qualified for outdoor national meet, ran 3.42 for 1,500 meters. Has yet to really be able to translate his fitness to the cross-country scene yet, his, his newfound fitness. But he's heading from St. Louis to uh, Ole Miss with a lot of eligibility, by the way, like a lot. Um, Two full I can years, say right? this. I, I think it might even be more. Whew. Yeah, let me let me double check. I actually have it up right now. Um, he has two seasons of indoor, two seasons of outdoor, and three seasons of cross country. Um, so that's huge. But um, I can tell you this. He was looking at a variety of schools. It was looking to come down to one school and then there was, you know, a, a communication problem uh, is the way I, I can best interpret it. And he last minute turns around and goes to Ole Miss. Just it's, it's the NCAA transfer portal is wild, man. Yeah, it was really interesting to hear that news about how he was leaning one way and then ended up the other. It, it kind of took me back to I, I think it was DeAndre Jordan's like free agency which got like so much publicity in the NBA about how he was like in Dallas Mark Cuban was like driving around town trying to find him there were stories about the Clippers <laughs> locking him in a room and then Blake Griffin like tweets a picture of a chair in front of a door and like all these like things that you see in pro sports about like free agency and like trades you, you there's so much media and so much money surrounding it that you get all these great like funny stories which i i love about professional for sports we don't get that as much at the ncaa level but i felt like we kind of got a little glimpse of it with the the gillen saga and that was just like super interesting for me um yeah and it's just a great pickup like i don't know how many guys on the portal as valuable as he is this year I mean, 1330 with so much upside, a guy who I could personally see being like top 20 at the national meeting cross country this fall. Like this is like, this guy just seems to kind of like get it. And he's on fire and he has not really been like truly tested outside of like maybe the outdoor national meet. Like he won Raleigh relays. He's an awesome pickup. Um, although to be fair, I think he'll be more long-term valuable than DeAndre Jordan. Um, but like <laughs> the, the point stands of like, 
I, I'm so impressed with Adam Smith. Like this team has no one coming back. According to Tifers, they lose six of their top seven, all five of their scorers from last year's national meet lineup. That includes Anthony Caminieri, uh, who was like a low stick and who was also a graduate student. They lose all those guys. Cole Bullock is listed as a transfer. It, he might still have eligibility just based on how many countable seasons he has on Tifers. Yeah. So maybe if he comes back, it's a little different. But they brought in Jack Miser. They now just brought in Toby Gillen. May, I think it's Aiden Britt's the guy who returns. Yeah. It's not. It's it was it, it was not looking good for Ole Miss this fall at all. But you now have someone in a small group to work around. And frankly, last year I didn't think they had any chance of making the net. I thought they had zero chance. You did too. Yeah. And now I'm like, okay, well. After last year, I'm not really ready to write them off quite just yet. Yeah, I mean, huge pickup, and I would love to see them kind of, they, they need to develop a little bit more younger talent. Like they've gotten by kind of just doing, using the transfer portal and, and picking up veterans, and they've been great. Um, but they kind of need to get off that treadmill a little bit and hopefully start building. But this is a great, bridge to the next era because he's going to be around for not just one year which is huge and i i mean you mentioned you think he has the potential of being a top 20 cross guy i think that's really the interesting part with him is figuring out how to project what he can do on the grass because if he can be an all-american there then this is one of the biggest pickups we're going to probably see all year um on the men's side to have someone who clearly can compete on the track in the 5k uh and then if he can be someone it can be a three season scorer for you in that all-american range then that's a huge huge pickup for someone who has at least two years of eligibility yeah i mean he's gonna he's gonna be great but you're right they need more developmental pieces in fairness to Ole Miss, though, and in fairness to Smith, that roster was built and recruited to be a middle-distance school to say, like, yes. hey, you're 800-meter runners, you're milers, and if you're a miler, we're going to expect you to move up and, and run right. competitively and cross, which to me I think is like one of the most impressive like, coaching jobs ever, and that's what made Van Hoy so great. Like He was just like, oh, you think you're middle-distance runners? Well, actually, now you're a podium-level team in cross-country because yeah. they did have that one year where they were a podium team. Um, like unexpectedly out of nowhere, but yeah, Gillen, a, a heck of a move. I, I can, I, I know he was looking at a few of the schools there and I, I didn't think gold miss was even going to be in the top three. Um, so that was, that was fun to see. Now it's, now it's a, what do you do from here? Who's the next name? All they need is one impact name more. And if they do, then they start having a little bit of a nucleus. They have something that they can work around and maybe sneak back into the national meet. So, um, I'll be interested. Yeah, and I'm kind of curious what the sales pitch is from Smith and like what the the direction of the program he's kind of uh, advertising. Because like you said, it was very much a middle distance oriented program. And I maybe under him, they're going to try to move. I mean, they still had great 800 meter runners this year in Corkin and Franklin, but maybe this is kind of an attempt for them to move a little bit more towards that long distance side. Another long distance uh, standout who I, I want to mention right now is Karamiego. He's got yes. two years of indoor track, two years of uh, cross country, one outdoor track season. South Alabama standout. He's on the portal. I believe he's run 
1434. Um, let me pull up his, his PRs real quick. I want to make sure I, I get this right, but qualified for the outdoor national meet this past fall in the 10 K um, and, and uh, won the 10 K at the rally relays. Uh, he ran 1330, 5,000 meters this past uh, winter, uh, ran 28-22 to win the Raleigh Relays over Grant Blanks, who went on to have an amazing season, 13-34, Brian Clay, um, and then was 11th at the Outdoor National Meet uh, this past spring. In the fall, he was second at North Alabama Showcase, first overall, I believe in the open section at Joe Piani, second at Alabama Crimson Classic, wins the Sun Belt title, third at the South Regional Championships, and 37th overall at the NCAA XC Championships, for an All-American honor. The spots for him, I believe that we've actually like already reported a little bit about like some of the spots that he's looking at. Let me pull that up uh, real quick. One of them is Arkansas. I believe the other is Tennessee. The other two are Washington State and Alabama. What is, your, uh, what is the spot of those four that you see him fitting in best? The spot that like you want him to go to? And then what's the spot that you think he'll go to? Uh, I think Tennessee's probably the best fit in my mind. I think he can kind of, he can take over for, is Jacobs have one more season of eligibility crosswise? He does, but does, does he leave? Yeah. Um, I think with Jacobs that, that becomes such a great team and I, I like the, the setup there. I think he's going to end up at Arkansas. This he has Arkansas written all over him. This this is kind of the the prototypical uh, athlete that they bring in, someone who's already at the top of the of the game and can come in and be an instant impact runner on in three different seasons. Um, they love being able to have that guy that contribute uh, on the grass, but also score them points at SECs, at NCAA's, indoor, outdoor. And that's exactly what he can do. And I mean, he, he, uh, for, for those reasons, he's such a big name. Like I, I feel like he's flown under the radar a little bit, but he is about as good as they come. I think he's going to be a top 20 name for us when it, we come down to our individual rankings on the, the men's side for cross country. I think that he's someone who's going to be considered an all American favorite in the 5k for indoor and outdoor next year. Like I, he is, again, he's not, I don't think he's going to win you any titles, but he's going to be a consistent, great score for whoever he ends up with. Yeah. And I, I agree. I think he just screams Arkansas mainly just because that's the first school that uh, I was shown. I, I was, I was informed by my source that he was interested in. Um, and so I, 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 I just feel like it works out there. I think it's also because Arkansas really needs the help. Yes. They're very active in the transfer portal. They need a low stick to pair with Patrick Kiprop. It would change the dynamic. They've been known to go after guys uh, in the transfer portal before very actively, especially when they have roster reset years, a little bit like they had this past fall, this past year. Um, I think he's going to go to Arkansas. I would love for him to go to Alabama. I, I think that would be such a fun group. Like I think Alabama, um, like I think their depth is, you know, even if they're losing maybe a couple guys here or there, I still think their back ends as as good as it ever has been. I know last fall at the end of it was not great. It was actually pretty bad. But in a reality where everyone actually runs as good as they should, which is a separate conversation, and you add in Yego, I, I mean, am I ridiculous to think that's a podium team? 
Assume if everyone runs exact if if you get Cherio, Kiprop, Kipsang, and Yego, and they're all top thirty-five All Americans, and you get a yeah. fifth guy to finish like eightieth, ninetieth. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, if you score under 200 points, which in that configuration you do, then yeah, you're a podium team. Like, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a good, yeah, good memory. How did you know that? Wow, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Spent so too much we'll, time looking at T first results. <laughs> yeah, well, you have a master's degree, and uh, I sit in front of a mic. So, um, but anyways, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's great. Washington State. I thought that was like an interesting school. Random name. I like it. I like that they're being included. Like, I think that's probably a good sign for them. But very like, especially like geographically, like curveball there. It kind of came off as like, oh, I just like that they're included. This is nice. This is cool. Um, but yeah, that was cool. I, I will say they do have a, a somewhat recent history. No, actually, extensive history. If you think all the way back to like Rono and those kind of ages. Yeah. Um, where they they would bring in you know overseas guys you know um, Africans like from Kenya and Ethiopia. Um, now obviously, Yego's already in the NCAA. He's already been yeah. training at South Alabama, so on and so forth. But not not totally off the radar. Um, but interesting to keep in mind. So, um, all right, I think we have one more name before we wrap up for today. We will get to many many more later on, but for today. Who's the last name that we have? Let's wrap up with Devin Hart, graduate transfer from Stanford, headed to Texas. He owns PRs of 2807 in the 10K, 1329 in the 5K, 751 in the 3K. He's coming off, I think, his best cross-country season ever, finishing 51st at Nationals. He was 10th at Pac-12s, 13th at Natty Comb. He like again, he is he didn't have maybe the greatest finish to his year this year. Um, whether I don't know if it was injury or what he was on. He, he wasn't he did not run after his Stanford Invitational 10K where he ran that 2807, but qualified for indoor nationals um, and just looked like a huge piece of what Stanford was going to be trying to do next year. Um, and for them to lose him hurts, but it's a huge, huge win for Texas. I mean, he comes in and I think is probably their top, top guy, um, depending on how you feel about some of their guys, um, one, at least top, top two, top three. Um, and I, I don't know if this is a game changer in terms of how they're going to finish. They're still going to have to fill out that, that top five to be able to really make some noise. But they are going to be very a lot more respectable coming out of the South Central than they would have been without him. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it depends on how you feel about Half Two Night. I mean, that that's right. the big one here. Um, like Half Two Night was good last fall. He was twenty fourth at Cowboy Jamboree. He was eighth at Panorama Farms, eighth at Big Twelves, fifth at South Central Region, and then twenty seventh for an All American honor yeah. at the national meet. Whereas it's kind of the inverse for for Hart. He was tenth at Pac Twelves. He was 13th at Nutticomb. Didn't have the greatest race at Cowboy Jamboree, 75th, no. I believe. Uh, but, you know, 51st at Nationals, which was good, just not quite as good as Knight. Um, yeah. They returned their entire top seven, by according to Tifers. They were 18th last year. That 18th place finish is better than what their season showed. But it was, also ex- it was also exactly where we ranked them in the preseason. So, like, I don't know 
how you want to balance that. I think yeah. with Hart, they are a top 15 team, and I think their ceiling is like 11th. Is that fair? <sighs> Without having sat down and looked at all the teams, I think that feels a little aggressive, but I, I think that's probably around right. Like, I'm not going to argue with you too hard on that one. That's the whole point of the podcast. Argue with me, Ben. <laughs> no, but I, I get I get what you're saying. Like, I think it's also hard because like Hart isn't super consistent. And no. Texas as a team is not super consistent. They're really talented. Like you want to talk about a team that's like naturally great, filled with raw talent. Texas is the team. Yeah. They're not super consistent. And that's not it's you know. There's a trade-off that comes with that. Like, fine, if that means you're going to have your best performance at the national meet, who really cares? But, right. you know, it's it's a give and take. Yeah, they need that top-end performance to, to really make some noise. Um, but yeah, I, good transfer. Very interesting pairing between Hart and Texas. Uh, excited to see what they can do. Uh, but let's wrap it there. Like you said, we have plenty of transfers to talk about throughout the summer. Um, that have already been announced and some that have been yet to be announced, like all the New Mexico women, once we hear about where they land, that's going to be leading probably at least one or two other podcasts that we do. Um, but really excited to kind of look at all this through the lens of cross country again and and see yeah. where that really puts us when we start putting together all our rankings. Didn't the flow just feel good today? You know, uh, like the vibes nice. were immaculate. Yeah, like it felt like we're talking, we're talking depth, and we're talking firepower, and we're talking podium teams and where they fit. It, it feels good. It feels really, really good. Um, if you like the podcast as much as we like to pretend, like you know, we're as good at this job as we think we are, um, then go leave us a rating and review. Uh, Apple, uh, Spotify, five stars. Leave a comment as well. That would be awesome if you could. YouTube as well. We're posting the podcast there. We're going to have a few other things later in the year on YouTube. Go subscribe, go watch, go comment, go like. Um, I feel like one of those YouTubers now. Um, but we also have a lot more on the way. If you're listening to this, hopefully our high school class of 2023 top 50 rankings have been out uh, by now. But in the meantime, Benjamin, that's all I've got. All right. Well, until next week, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you.